And remember that we are not descended from fearful men. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Five, four, three. The Kellen and Alex Show. Zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. The Kellen and Alex Show. Fake. Homeschool. Is. Okay. <laughs> Does it lead to well-formed individuals? Does it lead to well-formed Catholics homeschool? Um. Yes, it does. I think it does as well as you would from someone coming out of public school, except you would have, I think you could have a little more opportunity to be a little less corrupt depending on your circumstances. That's a big thing, right? Yeah. Like go to public school. I mean, I mean, that's one of the major reasons why people homeschool, at least mm-hmm. in the Catholic world, just like, yeah. well, what they're teaching you at public school is garbage. Yeah. And a lot of time they are. You know. So that's like, that's one thing. So it's the curriculum and we can get to that later, but kind of right now I want to say, okay, I listened to the home homeschool. Well, it wasn't homeschooling. It was dating and you guys are just dissing on the homeschool. So this was the dating podcast the about dating uh, with Claudio and Kellen was here. And yes. for about 15 minutes we went off oh, yeah. on, and Kellen's point was uh, homeschoolers get, let's say, sheltered from the evil things of the world. They mm-hmm. get in their own bubble. You could say. We're possibly doing a debate on the Franciscan bubble, by the way, uh, mm. coming up, Veritas debate. But that homeschoolers get in this kind of bubble of everything's kind of safe, everything's kind of nice, you know, like playing with the the fake scissors, you know, like the oh, right. <laughs> like that type of stuff, you know. But that just gets, gets extended their whole high school career, and then they go off into college somewhere, right? Because right. everyone you mm-hmm. can't do – if you're going to go to university, you're going to go to a public university or Catholic university, and then they go off the rails because they've been sheltered their whole life. Right. That was well, what Kellen was well, saying, generally about homeschooling. Okay, I have a few comments to make on that. So I think that shelter, being sheltered isn't actually the worst thing. That's not. I think that being in a bubble and not knowing anything that's going on outside of the world is a big issue. But being sheltered to a certain extent is not. So um, another thing I have to say about that, you find homeschoolers, and no, they're, they're not really homes. They're not sheltered. Some of them are, but a lot of times they're not. because. I know I'm speaking from my experience right now, but I've had a lot of encounters with the public school. I do sports for the public school. I have done. And you really get exposed to a lot of that. And like, even when you go to the grocery store, you're not going to be like, oh, mom, hold my hand and stuff. You're like, <laughs> you're going to go out in public. You're going to experience things. And maybe not in the same way. I think, yeah. You mean you don't go to the grocery store and just like, ah, other people. <laughs> exactly. No. Well, other people, but like, I don't know, you can... See things you wish you could unsee. I don't know. That's kind of okay. So maybe we could say Kellen's approach to it to homeschooling is is most people go to public school and then hear about homeschoolers. That's their kind of image. They stereotype the, them. Uh, they definitely stereotype. Them. I hate the stereotype. Is there a reverse a reverse stereotype of public school kids among the homeschoolers? They're kind of they're kind of is really. Um. So this is really bad, and maybe I'm stereotyping the homeschoolers from a homeschooler perspective. But we were kind of like, oh, they're, they're pretty dumb. They don't know what they're doing. The public schoolers are pretty <laughs> yeah, dumb? Yeah, we yeah. call them dumb. Call we them call, dumb because... Because they don't care about what's actually significant, what's going to carry you on like into your career and stuff because they have more time to just fool around with their friends, it seems. And not they don't really have a curriculum that's forcing them to work hard. Maybe in certain areas it is, but public schools generally. Like, 
you'll have kids who just have most of the time out of their day isn't the school. It's just shuffling back and forth between classrooms who has the cutest outfit, who's dating who and that sort of thing, which you, you just don't have that when you're homeschooling because you're you're at home. Yeah, you're being sheltered, but mm. you're also like and I want to get to the curriculum a little bit later, but the sure. social aspect for right now, like you don't have that when you're homeschooled. Huh. So saying it's like not, they have a lot more free time. They're not really paying attention to what's actually like actual learning. They're just getting test grades. They're just getting tested. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, most of the time they're just goofing off doing that, their own yeah. type of thing. That's our stereotype. That's the stereotype, That's the of, stereotype public school kids. of public school kids. Huh. Yeah. Is there like, oh, public school kids are also like bad and doing bad <laughs> things and that type of stuff? Or is that kind of lesser? Um, That's a little lesser of the that is part of the stereotype. So the primary but it's a stereotype like, for you is actually they're not they're, using their time that well right. in learning and they're not learning what's actually important. Mm-hmm. They're learning, I don't know, all sorts of, yeah. what, what would they're, you say? Like they're learning, they're learning less. It's not as rigorous. It's uh, stuff you don't really need to know or. They're, they're learning how to fit in and not get bit by all the snakes there, you know? Down in the fit in, yeah, that's a good way. Fit in. That's another. Okay, there's. Let me go back to the public school stereotype of of homeschoolers. Is that they're not as rigorous in, let's say, in science or in math or in engineering. Like, there's just not as much opportunities. So, like, in my my high school, I'm public school by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) But I had a a big high school. I think we had like 2,500 kids, and we had like a whole engineering like lab, huge like building. Mm -hmm. Like it was a pretty rich neighborhood. Whatever we were in, and they had a huge engineering building. They had a, a computer science uh, whole like section, graphics design, like mm-hmm. all sorts of things that obviously if I, if I was homeschooled, I just wouldn't have the exposure to those type of things. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they're, they're uh, that justifies why you need to go to public school, but the stereotype is like, okay, well, if you're homeschooled, you wouldn't have those type of opportunities to do more specialty type things, be exposed to, to different things you wouldn't have. Um with let's say uh, like Mother of Divine Grace or another homeschooling mm-hmm. program or okay. whatever else, um, I'm gonna call BS on that just a little bit. I'm sorry, shouldn't <laughs> please call BS on it. <laughs> I'm gonna call BS, BS sorry BS on that a little bit mm-hmm. because you can go part time to schools like take certain classes like if you really were serious about that like oh hey I really want to have this experience usually so sometimes yeah homeschool moms will be like no you're not going to school but a lot of times in this circle of homeschoolers here in Steubenville and outside you'll have a lot of kids who are like some of us are you go to universities you actually take classes at universities you can have that experience mm. so it's like the hybrid experience right yeah. so you get to choose like because I've, I've known a lot of people who've done like uh community college classes when they're like 16 or 17 yeah, or 15 or Nash, 15 Nash did, you, did it when Nash did it calculus when he was 15 wow at a yeah. community college such a okay our school system is so weird I, we could go off on that tangent, but like this whole like offering college credit to <laughs> high schoolers just shows like our whole high school system's really messed up because yeah. like, I don't So I took a bunch of AP classes, mm-hmm. which gave me credit here, but they were just kind of like advanced regular high school classes. Right. You know? What should be. And, and I'm paying a private company, which they're the ones who make the AP tests and stuff mm-hmm. to get college credit and yeah. s- going under the college stuff. It's all a bunch of money games. Anyways, so likewise with like community college classes is like, they're usually easier than your local public high school yeah. <laughs> calculus class yeah. or science class mm-hmm. or whatever. That's, that's a different tangent, but yeah. Okay. Hybrid classes. So you're taking some homeschooling stuff. You're going to school sometime. Mm-hmm. 
And I know a lot of people say too, like, oh, well, I was homeschooled, but I played on the soccer team right. at, at the high school. So or- it, I, I've just had a hard time finding somebody who's completely what you would call homeschooled, where you just literally stay. People have like an Amish idea. Yeah, people idea. have the, that's part of the stereotype. You just like literally stay home all day. You don't have any outside activities. You don't have any experiences with public school kids. Like, no, that's not going to happen. And like, it sometimes you can f- find people who just have like a certain curriculum they just stay to. But a lot of times what homeschooling is, is like you have the homeschool curriculum and then you branch off that. You do classes outside of the house too. Mm. It's interesting too. Cause like America is a bit different than Europe and UK with homeschooling. Like they're pretty forceful about making people go to public school yeah. in UK. And I think it's a bit different, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They have different laws here in the U S it's, it's a, there's a lot of people who are trying to push for that too. I think that's really dangerous. No, I think it's, I think it's extremely dangerous because they want people to all get their kind of propaganda, whatever it is. And so if you make everyone go to public school and they all are forced to think a certain way. Brainwashed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I am, I'm super sympathetic to that, uh, that homeschooling motivation of, yeah, I don't want the state to be involved in telling my kids how the world actually looks. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm totally sympathetic with that. Now the question that a lot of people have to ask though, is like, okay, how feasible is it for me and my family to homeschool? You know, because for a lot mm-hmm. of people, that is a lot of time. Right. And that's a lot of effort and energy and um, that they're going to have to expend. And maybe they don't have the, you know, like maybe both parents are working. Maybe the kids are mm-hmm. actually really difficult at home. They need right. to be out mm-hmm. somewhere. And, you know, I brought up in the, we had the homeschooling debate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this house believes that traditional schooling is superior to, homeschooling or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. I argued for Catholic schools. I was like, let's take back our Catholic schools and make those really good. For a lot of people, that's not, that's not an option. Like their Catholic school sucks in their local area. And it's super expensive. Yeah. And super expensive. Yeah. Can't send your, you know, five kids there um, or whatever, you know, however your family looks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think most of the time it's not like, oh, homeschooling's best. Therefore I must do it. It's like, uh, you know, I can't do homeschooling because it's just too much time. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not for everybody. It's really not for everybody. And I think it would be a horrible idea if you just had one extreme or the other. Because that would just be so limiting to everybody. Because you just have different situations for everybody. You can't really standardize that. That's not something that you can standardize. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I really don't think so. And people look at you askance both sides. Like, oh, you're a Catholic and you don't homeschool. It's like, oh, you're sending your kids to be indoctrinated. (laughs) And then on the other side, if like the the public school parents are like, wait, you homeschool? Oh my gosh. You you know, they're going to turn out to be terrible, you know, people or whatever. Not socialized. Right. I hate that. (laughs) I think we've talked stereotypes now for like 15 minutes, but it's, it's a really big, you know, and I think homeschoolers as well, uh, kind of viewing themselves as trying to like break out of that stereotype. Like, no, I need to go you know, be involved at the school in some way and go join their sports or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, you also, the stereotypes are just horrible because you have people homeschooling for different reasons. You have people going to school for different reasons. You have athletes, you have gymnastics, like Olympians who are homeschooled, but you wouldn't say, oh, they're homeschooled. You know, they went to public school for part of the time, but now they're homeschooled. What a nerd. No, they're being homeschooled because they need to spend more time on like sports and things. And yeah. The okay, Kellen's point about not being exposed to the evil stuff, right? You're not not exposed. You're kind of sheltered. Um, I mean, in some ways, going so I went through public school. I was a total loner. 
in high school. Mm -hmm. Did not hang out with, I had like two buddies that I hung out with and like the in crowd or whatever in my public school was not a part of it. Did not hang out with anybody. Oh yeah. And, um, and I just stayed out of it. Came here to Franciscan, freaking talking to everybody. (laughs) Just because there's so many people I can, I can talk to and relate to and whatever else. And like, I wouldn't classify myself as an introvert, but I think public school pushed me to that because if, if I started speaking out Catholic stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, I would have gotten demolished oh, in yeah, class and absolutely. all sorts of stuff. My uh, senior project, I, I we had to make a poem and I made a, a basically a poem indicting my high school, Scripture Ranch High School. Shout out to that crappy ass high school. Right? <laughs> um, and just roasted Scripture Ranch oh. for, okay, I grew up San Diego, California, mm. right? And, and the education system there, totally like liberal indoctrination, uh, like teachers actively teaching communism mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Rough. And I just had to shut my mouth because I, I had a class, a government class, and we were talking about abortion. Mm. And uh, my teacher took a poll of the class. Like, how many of you guys are, uh, you know, think abortion should be, you know, legal in all cases or whatever? Mm-hmm. Most of the class. How many of you think abortion should be uh, legal except for the third trimester. And then it was another portion of the class, a good portion. You know, how many of you think it should be, uh, legal in, uh, most cases. And I was like, yeah, it should be illegal in most cases. And then he was like, how about in all cases, including like rape and incest or whatever else, me and two other people out of a class, like 40 people. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was just like, oh, someone's going to just punch me right here or something like that. It's just, um, the social cohesion, the social pressure to believe the indoctrination when you're like a high schooler is mm-hmm. so much more. That's really rough. Yeah. Because when you get to be like an adult and stuff, you can be kind of secure and disagreeing with the crowd. Mm-hmm. But high school, you're just soaking it all no, in. No, I really, yeah. And I know I'm homeschooled, but I actually have experienced that when I go to sports and we'll have conversations, like political conversations, and then I'll just... Maybe it's bad, but I'll keep my mouth shut because if I say something, <laughs> either my coach is going to look at me and be like okay, I'm not putting them in the next race that I know like or something. There's definitely oh, a discrimination. Crazy. No, it's kind of like the cancel culture a little bit, a little bit against. Yeah, totally. Like they, they see your political values and they don't agree with it. And they're like, it's a bad person. You need to shut up. I don't know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with high school. Like you're in this time where trying to be socially accepted is, is huge for people. I mean, mm-hmm everyone when they're growing up doesn't want to be just rejected by their peers. This, you know, the whole peer pressure, whatever thing it's like, no, when you're growing up, you're always kind of judging yourself by how other people judge you. And you're in this insecure position and it's, uh, it can really mess with you. And Mm -hmm. that's why, and especially with just growing up in general, but when the whole school, let's say the whole public school has a, uh, you know, a hermeneutic of atheism's best and like Catholicism is, is bigotry. And Mm -hmm. like the whole, I I remember our, we had an AP European history class and it started in the Renaissance. (laughs) You understand (laughs) European history right after they start to, you know, lose Christianity and like, uh, you know, Protestant reformation and stuff Mm -hmm. like Catholicism was, was hated all sorts of stuff. Um, if that's the social pressure and you're growing up and all of your peers are like, yeah, this is how yeah. it is. This is how it is. Like to try and stand up against that stuff is super difficult. It is definitely. And yeah, you don't really experience, you kind of experience that to a certain extent as a homeschooler, but bar- well, no, barely, you barely experience that. So you definitely have a lot of time to grow and 
form your opinions without them being shot down. But you could also argue that that's not good, though, because like you don't that's, get challenged. That's, you don't get challenged as much, and you're you're really going to experience that those challenges once you get into the world and stuff. But do you need that right then? Like, do you need that right then as you're developing your values? Right. Do you need that challenge as a you know fourteen or fifteen year old or something like that? Right. right? I mean, I, I can't say. I don't know. I, For I me, lean, it was like I'm I leaning just towards got no. I'm I'm leaning towards no. Hmm. But first, okay, maybe it's just person by person though. Like certain people are just gonna have such a hard time. They're gonna be sh- like shut down on everything, and they're gonna say, "Oh wait, no, I'm horrible." And some people are just gonna be like, "You're challenging me. I'm gonna come up with better reasons to defend my my values." Right. Yeah, that was me. I was just like, I got even. <laughs> I read even more. I, I remember like. Like Friday nights, I had like nothing to do, and I would just read Aquinas. <laughs> I was such a nerd. That's the like, best this way to so spend your time. Oh man! Welcome to the homeschool club. I mean, were you even? <laughs> I was like a homeschooler <laughs> within it. Uh, I remember, dude. Friday nights hit in high school. Friday nights, because I was, I was. No one would guess this. I was such a loner in high school, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and reading Aquinas on a Friday night, oh, yeah. and like knowing you have nothing going on, it's um. <laughs> it's glorious and depressing it at the same time. Um, so I sympathize with that part yeah. of my stereotype of homeschooling. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you think, do you think more Catholics should homeschool um, on a whole? Uh, like, should we make mm, a better culture of homeschooling? Yes. Yes, I think so. Well, Catholics. Mm, no, actually, like, I should think we that- be encouraging it. Like parishes should be like, okay, look, our public school sucks, but we're, we are Catholic school. We're going to try it. Mm. But like, if you can't, we're going to help you at homeschool. No, yeah. actually, no. Okay. And that sounds weird. That sounds really weird. No. But I think, mm. no, I think that you should. So what, so what do you mean by like help it? Like when the parishes would say help, so like, like parish financially priest, like, help? encourages uh, families to make homeschool groups and homeschool their kids as opposed to sending them to public schools. I think that you should just create a better culture in the public school. And I know that's super hard to do, but I just think, that, no, seriously. That's I, a surprise. No, I know. Isn't that weird? But I think that you shouldn't discourage homeschoolers, but it's just really person to person. What is your family able to do? And I liked homeschooling. Like it was Okay, I liked it, but I realized as I've taken classes outside of the house, I function really well in a classroom setting. I really like, so this is bad, but I like comparing my grades to other people, like being, I know, okay, this is bad, but I like being able to be the first one to raise your hand and answer a question. You don't get that at all. Nisha's really good at that, that, by the way. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Maybe that's a surreal thing. Maybe it's a surreal thing. I don't know, but so I, yeah. You guys are quick on your feet. Like you, Gus, and Nash are super quick on your feet. I'm always very envious of that. Because really? like whenever, I, like if Nash and Clem are somewhere, we're trying to talk or whatever, and like there's a group of people, I'll be thinking something and then Nash and Clem will already like be talking like five seconds before I can finish mm-hmm. my thought and raise my hand or do something else. It's annoying. But anyways, you guys are great <laughs> at it. You're good could, on your It feet. could be from like having theological discussions at the dinner table and just like- Oh, you argue, guys probably have to be super quick. Arguing with your dad, who's a theology professor. I don't know. It's not always the same. Dodger Shrill is awesome. He, he's so good at ecclesiology. It, like That class blew my mind. Anyways, that's a side <laughs> tangent. But uh, yeah, so you guys homeschooled. Mm-hmm. 
everyone from yes. Nation Town yes. and continuing to homeschool. Continuing to homeschool. And you're a freshman this year, no. Franciscan? No, no, no. You're not so, taking classes yet. I am taking classes. I'm taking okay. quite a few classes, but I would be what you would. So never ask a homeschooler their grade. <laughs> never, because they're not going to be able to answer Got you. It. They don't know. Um, but I'm not doing high school credit right now because I'm pretty much finished with all of that. So I'm kind of taking a gap year because I'm a little bit young to start college. I mean, I know Nation started at 17, but... You're 17 now? I am 17 now, yeah. You guys are like deceptively young. You and Nash and also Gus. Gus is how old now? Gus is 19. Gus is 19. Nash is a baby. What is he, he like is 20? 20? He's barely He's 20? He's 20. Anyways, uh, but that's because you guys did this homeschooling hybrid <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And you got, okay, and all of you very smart as well, so... Uh, and, and I'm just like, oh, they're holding conversations with, you know, 21, 22 year olds mm-hmm. at, at Franciscan. Maybe homeschooling can actually work. You know? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that's another thing, actually, when you're homeschooled, like um, Kimberly Hahn is in my choir and I have no trouble talking to her. I have no trouble talking to adults. Like I feel very comfortable. Sometimes around my peers, it's a little more difficult because they're all into like TikTok and really. Okay. No, listen, I, I'm serious. I know that sounds ridiculous. No, no. I do, yeah, I know. I Everyone's do, into TikTok. I yeah, my s- sister is too. Yeah, I made a TikTok today. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but um, so when you're in school, you're really just catching. What are you like when you're homeschooled and when, versus when you go to school? Like, what are you? caring about like how are you developing yourself are you developing yourself to be able to like say oh yeah I saw Timothy Chantlet's last TikTok or like talk about that or are you just really working on like discussing with your parents like oh what is the goal what is the end goal like what what are we doing in life what are we doing right now what am I trying to learn so having deeper discussions about that TikTok. makes you a little more oh, yeah geez. oh man yeah yeah okay social media and public school as well. Like I was off of social media the entire time in public school. Oh, wow. Did you have social, social media throughout? Okay. Yes. Not, well, not freshman. Well, freshman year I had it, but my parents were mad at me for having it. Which social media though? Instagram, um, (gasps) Snapchat, (laughs) not Facebook. Facebook is for old people. Yeah. I don't understand like why Franciscan has such a you know, very lively Facebook. Like, how boomer are we? I, I really don't understand that. And like, Franny's chat and Facebook. It's the homeschoolers coming to Franciscan. I'm telling you. I'm just and they, they think the only social media is like Facebook or something, right? I guess that's it. I guess I have so. no idea. I don't know. I came here and was like, wow, people are still using Facebook that aren't like, you know, 40? 50 years old. Like, the guys who wear their glasses in the car and the truck, and they're like, I can't tell you about these liberals. Like, that's. And then the TikTok stuff is all like middle school and mm. high school age girls. They use TikTok. And then Instagram is, I don't know, just the, the devil's pit ball pit, whatever. I like, it's terrible. I like Instagram. I mean, that's my meme platform. Sorg, is Instagram? Okay, mine's Sorg, Reddit. I use really Reddit? Reddit? Yeah. I, I feel, I the feel land like... of neck beards. <laughs> of which I had a very long... I, why did the mostly. beard go? I, I actually appreciated the beard. It was around for a year and a half and then it had to go. My sisters actually really hated it. It had to go. It had to. Yeah, because I was going to surprise everyone on Easter, like while we were Mm. here on campus, but we were not here on campus. Ah. So I actually live streamed it. And there were some people who watched me live stream my beard shaving and Paul shaved his head at the same time. Oh, wow. So it was, uh, uh, man, it's it's us public schoolers doing some crazy stuff, you know? Um, when I was in, let me see, what was big in, when I was in high school, probably isn't that crazy? That was like, oh my gosh! I graduated in 2016. What? Wow! Uh, Boomer. 20. So four years ago. 
what were people using? I don't know. I feel like YouTube, Instagram was Facebook. coming. Instagram was coming yeah. about really big. Mm-hmm. So people were using Instagram, Facebook, other stuff. That was another big thing. If you didn't have social media, it was like you were off of mm. the social sphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you did, then you'd get bullied on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, I think. See, and we're having a deal. So I have eight younger sisters. Oh wow! Yeah, I did and not realize. That. Uh, two younger brothers, eight younger sisters, and my uh, the oldest uh, the oldest girl just dropped out of Scripps Ranch, my high school that I went mm-hmm. to, because it was just so bad. Oh yeah, and is doing charter online school, so I guess it's like semi homeschooling, mm-hmm. but it's still through the public school. Okay, and then Sophia, the second young, uh, second oldest, is still at Scripps Ranch, mm. and my dad has just brought down the hammer. No Instagram, no TikTok. Oh my gosh, and I think no Snap as well. How's she doing? How is she doing? She she texted me the other day and was like, I can't get memes. Just send me memes. So I've, been, <laughs> I've been like mass sending her all my garbage memes. But the problem, she sent me back like, I don't understand any of these. <laughs> no. And I'm like, yeah, my humor has reached the pinnacle of garbage. So, but that's, yeah, that's what social media will do to you. Yeah. But um, I think also, especially for girls oh. In, oh, in high school. You don't even need to get me started. They're all snakes. Please, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you on that. But like social media and then Take girls who are growing up trying to get uh, tension, socially accepted, whatever you want to call it, and then throw the internet and social mm-hmm. media in that. Mm-hmm. And then you take all the petty fights that go on anyways. Right. Right. Uh, recipe for disaster, I suppose. No, right? it's absolute disaster. Like, I wasn't really in on all the drama. Um, one of my other homeschool friends was pretty in on all the drama in the school. But whenever we would show up to... Or so we were in swim together. Whenever we would show up there, it was just another thing. Somebody sent a snap and then they screenshotted it, but they didn't want them to screenshot it. Or like somebody made this stupid post on Instagram or like they look pretty ugly. I don't know. You always get people. No, they tear you down. They'll absolutely tear okay, you down without no shame. Me. What is it with like girls and sending snaps or messages of like, oh, look, I'm so ugly in this picture or something. I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand anything, but what is that about? Uh, oh, well, they, they're like trying to get fit. They're fishing for compliments basically. Cause well, okay. If it's to your close friends, you're like, oh, I look so ugly. And they're like, no queen, you look so good. <laughs> no, they'll do that. <laughs> they'll do that. They'll be like, no, you look so good. And then you feel good about yourself for the next five hours and then you have to go do it to another person. To make, because they're not going to compliment you unless. I don't know if you've seen the um, Netflix came out with their the social what is it called the social dilemma uh, documentary or something like that. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I'm a little cynical. I canceled my Netflix. So. Oh, good. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. After what, what made you cancel it? Um, I actually canceled it last year because they're June like they were doing some pride thing and I was just like you oh, know geez. what honestly yeah, it's, it's I'm just like wasting too much time I've already watched The Office three times <laughs> all the way through I like what else is there I watched The Good Place and I was like I'm just wasting time and then I was like Stranger Things like what went downhill so bad <laughs> I don't know so I was like Good. I, I'm Glad. not I'm wasting time and I don't like how politically motivated everything is especially totally. like Netflix so like the social limit thing, it was a number of uh, people who were like developing social media or whatever. And they come out and they say, we developed this software to be super addictive. And now we're, we don't use it and all this stuff. I'm super cynical about it. It's like, yeah, you were doing it. And why didn't you say something before? And like, now you're like trying to make money off of it. <laughs> but I mean, inherently, yeah. I think, okay, for, for people who are adults, a little bit older, whatever. And I'm not, 
saying adults are just de facto better. They're not. We're actually way worse. But like for kids growing up, um, <laughs> it's it's so the stakes seem to be a lot higher for kids growing up, like to have real damage for a long time with social media, whether it's social media bullying, whether it's um, because you take that effect of kids growing up and always trying to like judge who they are Mm -hmm. by how people judge them. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you put that online and it's just, uh, you know, even, even like, a, uh, you get older and it's like, Oh, I got this new job or whatever. And someone comes through and starts like ribbon on you. You mm-hmm. can kind of just be like, yeah. yeah, whatever. You're stupid. Oh, right. But when yeah. you're a kid and you're like, Oh, this is me. And I went to the beach and whatever. And someone's like, yeah, fat or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Ruin your life. No, can, like ruin a girl's life. Exactly. You know? And another thing on top of that, even if it's not just a bullying, this was brought up in the very toss, like Instagram thing. So unless you're just like an absolute rock, um, as a girl, you're definitely going to be comparing yourself to your other girlfriend's posts. Like, oh, does she look better in that dress than I do in my prom dress? Like, no matter what you do, unless you're just like a rock or like dead inside. <laughs> like, you, you're always comparing yourself. Like, I, I do it. I shouldn't, but I do it. Like, yeah. it's like a big comparison thing. You're always trying to make yourself look better than the other person. Then you get some like insecurities. Yeah. That... Mm. Yeah, maybe my dad was right in telling Sophia to delete her Instagram. It's and not do that all other bad. Stuff, I'm actually started like I started unfollowing a lot of the girls from the public school. Which, yeah, sophomore year I went through like an existential crisis because I was looking through my Instagram feed and then I was looking through this girl Madison's Instagram feed and she had way more posts and way at, at way cooler places and I was just like. I need to stop. So I started unfollowing her and then I started following meme pages and that's my therapy because meme pages. <laughs> yeah. So the moral page. of the story is if you're still using social media, unfollow all the people you compare yourself to and start following meme pages. Exactly. Right? Is that the way to move? Yeah. That's, that's cheaper than therapy. Unfollow. Yeah. Unfollow the pages you're comparing yourself to. Yeah. But you know, I, I like that, uh, Augustine quote of, um, perfect moderation is, oftentimes harder than total abstinence in terms of like temptations or whatever. But I, so I have not played social media games at all. I had a Twitter when I was like 12 or something like that (laughs) back when Twitter was brand new. And I put like a bunch of just random garbage on it and then deleted it like a year after (laughs) never had Facebook, never had Instagram. Oh wow! Now we have it for the Kellen and Alex show, but I'm kind of like skeptical of Mm. even posting on there. How did you Um, feel when I left a rough comment on your Oh, devastated. So, so this, by the way, this podcast for you guys out there came because uh, you posted about <laughs> our our dating uh, podcast and said they just, you know, what, what did you say? It was well, basically, like, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely this really experience from two homeschoolers talking about their experiences and why, like, it's bad. And so I was just kind of being sarcastic. Like, basically, why the heck did you just go and stereotype it? You have you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's, yeah, it's true. We, it's, it's for the fun of it to stereotype Mm -hmm. homeschoolers, but, um, I'm wondering a lot of people are going to, and this is why the the debate was really good about homeschooling that we did. Um, you know, people who are at Franciscan who are eventually going to get married in the coming years are going to have to think like, well, do I, you know, how do I navigate education? And it seems to be going downhill public school, Mm -hmm. like at a much faster rate I mean, even the difference from when I went to high school at Scripps Ranch versus when Gabe, my younger mm-hmm. brother, went to high school, like it was way different, even a few years yeah. different. And I think Trump has really 
accelerated because I was I went to school Obama era, mm-hmm. but the political uh, divide and everything. Totally, so I, I think polar. it's bringing out the worst because the education system's full of people who got indoctrinated leftist wise oh, yeah, in public universities, and so they go off and they teach in these places. And I think Trump era now, it's they've stopped caring about being kind of moderate in some ways mm-hmm. and just full out oh, leftist uh, yeah. propaganda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like. So then what should they do? What should people do? I don't know. So you can't always, you don't always have the time and the money and the resources to homeschool. So, and then also private schools that are really good are expensive, but you kind of need to, sometimes you just need to make sacrifices like, oh, what the heck? These are my kids. I need to do the best for them. You know, like you're not going to always have be in the time and place to homeschool. But if you can, I think the two best things are number one, get a really good private school where you're being taught really well. And there's no ridiculous, um, like social clicking and trying to fit in and they're not brainwashing you to kind of let you speak for yourself. And then if you can't find that homeschool, if you can't do that, then I guess you have to educate your children somehow. So you're going to put them in public school, but you just really need to at home have that solid, like, family foundation somewhere you can go you just talk through everything that you're experiencing like you're the bad yeah things. and if you have to send them to public school or something at least be like okay let's talk about what you're actually learning in school like, yeah be involved yeah. in that whole type of process mm-hmm. and not just trust that oh the teachers are gonna oh. teach them a catholic worldview at a public Gosh. school <laughs> you know my experience is it's not even just like the brainwashing in a lot of places it's just like the curriculum is horrible like one of the girls that I really dislike from the school. I, I treat, I treat her as Christian charity, but one time we were talking about world relations and like finance and stuff. She's like, Egypt, Egypt is just pyramids. Like nobody lives there anymore. I'm like, she's like, we went over this in like, I don't know, social studies. I don't know. Like world geography. I was like, what? What? Egypt is just pyramids. Here, here first on the Kelman Alex show. You guys didn't know. Uh, I don't know. It was pretty A lot of the like American history stuff, you'll ask people and they know nothing about American history. They're just like, Vietnam was bad and, (laughs) and they, American soldiers went in and they were bad. (laughs) Do they still? Yeah. I had a really good uh, U.S. history teacher, but Mm -hmm. she had been there for ages. And, but um, a lot of, yeah, I think a lot of American, uh, well, okay. If you have these teachers who go to school and then um, they get, America is systemically racist, mm-hmm, right? Let's mm-hmm. take that principle. The white whole postmodern people, yeah. Cr- critique. Yeah. White people have caused uh, irreparable harm to the I, world. I had a, um, a very woke friend tell me that I was inherently racist because I was white. And he, he's also white. Just want to say it. Public <laughs> school kid. We we did a podcast before uh, on, what, what was it called? The cult dynamics of wokeness. Mm. And it was a very well done article about like, there's a whole cult dynamic to it that there's like uh, a constantly, it's, it's almost like convincing you you're sinful, Mm -hmm. you know, and then getting you to repent of your sins and be in a constant state of conversion. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole, even if, you know, to, to seek out an emotional vulnerability in people. um, And I think that same dynamic comes with, with public schools of uh, if you're trying to inculcate that type of thing, right? So you say, okay, white people brought over slaves to the U S right. Okay. And, um, look, we have people of color in our class, basically. You wouldn't say it in this mm-hmm. very explicit way. Maybe oh, they would yeah. now, mm-hmm. but, um, oh, us white people who have all the resources and are wealthy and stuff, we, we have gotten all this wealth 
of the exploitation of the people of color. Mm. And you should feel guilty about that. Yeah. Funny. Okay. The funny thing is <laughs> my entire family came over from Europe um, in the 1900s because they were being oppressed. <laughs> yeah. But that so, doesn't like, matter. No, I mean, be, but I'm white. My, the color of my white, skin. Part of it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, it's absurd stuff, but um, for a high schooler to try and like decipher all of that right. uh, BS from the, the truth parts. Of no, it. right. Yeah. Now, as much as the public high schools are bad, I think public university, I think, I think when people go to university, it's the, uh, that's where all this stuff becomes crystallized. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like high school is, if you're trying to decide like, oh, do I, do I, you know, save my money to send my kids to a, a Catholic high school or like a Newman guide Catholic mm, college. Yeah. I think the latter is much more important in my opinion. I don't know what you're thinking. No, your yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is it about university that makes it so much more important? Cause I like high school is really important too, but mm-hmm. well, that's where you kind of like solidifying everything where you're, you're some people are just jumping through it as a hoop, but you're like really there to learn. You're thinking about everything, thinking it through, and you're just con- like if you just have different opinions, you're constantly getting shut down. Like no matter what, it's going to be miserable. It's just going to be a hell of a ride just trying to get that degree. Right. Just opposing everything, and just ev- like the whole culture will be against you. Like my cousin who goes to, I'm not sure where she goes. She switched schools, but she's in New York. There's these posters, and it's like it's okay if you're a woman and you don't like kids. It's okay if you don't want to have children. Like, don't force girls. Don't tell girls that they have to have children. Tell them that they can get married and not, and just like they'll have fulfillment in their life and they'll be really happy if they don't. It's like these are literally posters at. The- wow. <laughs> what the heck? What? I I don't I don't know. I don't understand that. That's like. Chinese like uh, propaganda of have less kids or something like that, right. you know, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, but that's empowering faith, you mm-hmm. know, that's empowering oh, women. Is it empowering? Yeah. I wasn't aware. That's what they would say. Yeah. It is. It's uh that's, that's true powers when you can stand up and say, I will not have any kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> all this stuff. And, and it, it's so, let's say, let's, let's give it, give them their due. It's brilliant that this type of uh, propagandistic stuff has, um, you know, the systemically racist stuff, the the postmodern critiques, all these type of stuff, they've gone to education. Mm-hmm. Like so universities, gone to public schools and have churned out these people who teach at these high schools and stuff. But yeah. I mean, why? this is part of my general critique of the Catholic world today that we're not focused on education enough. Yeah. It's right. so ridiculously important. No, yeah, it is. That's absolutely true. I mean, Franciscan's doing a good job of it, I yeah. think. But yeah. Like, how do we bring back a, you know, a Catholic culture? Right. That's it. So education is literally like where you, where you form everything, where you learn about what your religion is, not even just religion, what your like values are and just the general like populace, the majority of all of that is just shut down. Absolute polar opposite. Yeah. I think Catholics are doing a bad job. I don't know what to say. Like, what do you do about that? Just. Come on. I don't know. I had a government teacher who said, uh, if you're stupid by the time you're 21, you'll be stupid your whole life. <laughs> and I think there's some truth to that. No. There's so there's so important years from, let's say, just from 14 to 21 or something, and, you know, even before that, that um, so many things get solidified by the time you're 21. Because mm-hmm. it's like, by the time you're 21, you have kind of your ideas about the world, about life. I mean, things can change, of course, radically. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. So if we're going to take back a Catholic culture... Do we need to, yeah, do, do, I, I'm, 
in in the vision of this, like uh, Catholic schools also are really bad. I think in the oh, US, yeah. mm-hmm. they're almost as bad as public schools. Sometimes oh, they're yeah. worse. Oh yeah. Like the, the cathedral Catholic that was in, um, in San Diego, worse than my public school. My, stuff going my on. mom went to a Catholic school for part of junior high and she said it was so filthy and the stuff they taught was worse than they taught at the public school. Wow. Like, ah, oh, it was so insane. <laughs> Some of her stories. So do we need like a, a Catholic exodus from public areas and just homeschool our kids mm-hmm. in Steubenville or go out in farms? You know, be, I, be like the Amish in some ways, you know, like, get I, out of here. Okay. Not the Amish. You don't withdraw okay, yourself. Like you don't withdraw yourself from the culture because you need to build up through the culture. Otherwise, when you're off in your Amish town, you can have some invaders come take your children away and brainwash them. I don't know. Um, maybe homeschooling is a start though. Like, what are you doing by homeschooling? You just, you need to de- like develop these strong Christians who have strong morals and who can who who know how to think, who know how to like put stuff together and you need to send them out in the, to the world to make a change. And I guess homeschooling could be a start of that, you know, because the difficulty is like, how much are you trying to change the culture and how much are you just trying to make sure your kids are really formed in a Catholic way? You know, cause there's um, like, how much responsibility do we bear in sending our kids to change the culture? And well, quoting the Bible and I'm going to quote the Bible wrong, <laughs> but is it like, am I not my brother's, are you, am I my brother's keeper? And it's like, yes, you are your brother's keeper. You have to look after them. You need to be changing the culture because you can't just change within your own circle. I mean, I know you need to like change from the start, but you also need to be looking out for your fellow brother. Like some people have been in this school system in this brainwashed thing since the seventies and they're just generally gen- generational like brainwashed it's down the line <laughs> so you kind of need to go in there you need to break it be like hey this is because some people just either they can't handle the stress of 24 7 trying to defend defend it for like all schooling you're getting pushed against pushed against some people just break it you some people just cave they just break and you like they kind of conform and then they're like okay i'm too tired to do this anymore i can't really stand up for like what I believe in and stuff. Mm. I know it's been immensely helpful for me being here, like, yeah. and having nothing but Catholics in a lot of ways, uh, for me actually getting to know what a Catholic worldview and a Catholic vision is. Yeah. Because definitely. I was really good at debating atheists, right. like really good. I could defend God's existence, but at a certain point you got to move past just defending God's existence mm-hmm. and like actually developing what a Catholic worldview is. That's you know? true. Yeah. Definitely. And there's something really, uh, if you have those Catholic friends and, and, you know, I, I didn't through high school, I was Mm -hmm. the loner who was reading Aquinas on Friday nights or whatever, but, uh, I think it's irreplaceable and, and for having like, so I've been discussing with some friends, uh, the book, the Benedict option, which I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it. I've never read it. Yeah. I haven't either. Right. Which makes me the, uh, authority on the book. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, That's the best is when you quote the book, but you haven't actually read it. (laughs) You know everything about it. Read the cover. Yeah, read the cover. I, I saw a monastery on <laughs> the cover. I think it has something to do with that. But the idea is we need to form more Catholic communities that are um, are really apart from the world. They're not integrated into the world like uh, in that same way and really develop true Catholicity there. And then that will ripple effect in the culture just by us being Catholic communities hmm. rather than 
like individually, like this family tries and fight the culture and that family tries to with their kids sending them to public school, like it's a losing battle. Mm. Like we're fighting a rear guard fight. Mm. Whereas if we kind of group together and we have this homeschool community, we have a parish community that's a lot stronger, that's a better method of changing the culture than individual families say, well, our family's going to change the culture. Our kids are going to make public schools mm. okay. Catholic again. So you're agreeing with that right now? You're saying, yeah. Uh, I'm sympathetic to Okay. I, I'm sympathetic to that too. And maybe that's a way to get in from outside. But again, I'm kind of just kind of trying to defend my thing. Like you can't really shut yourself off. Like you need to be there, need to be helping people realize that they're wrong. And you can't really say that, but no, they're, they're wrong. You need to help them see that. And you do need to like kind of maybe homeschool, (laughs) focus on that a little bit, show your kids what, what's going on. My microphone's gone. I'm so sorry. I was messing with that. I don't know. I just feel like sort of guilty. Like if you close yourself away, do you know, do you know what I mean? I just feel a little bit guilty. There's a big pagan world out there, by the way. Like it's really big. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how much responsibility do you personally, Faith Cirilla, bear on like converting the world? (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and well, let's put it, let's put it family wise of, um, if you're a parent, like your responsibility to your kids is to raise them in the faith mm-hmm. and, you know, raise them properly, teach them what you know, and make sure they keep the faith. And, uh, but, you know, not part of that is, um, you know, train missionaries. I mean, in that very yeah. narrow sense, I mean, yeah. obviously when we receive confirmation, we have that missionary character, mm-hmm. but, uh, Man, the, the secular world is so good at, at getting Catholics to just believe everything the secular world believes. Yeah. I mean, that's wh- that's why we're in the state we're in. Right. Like, I had to come to, and I, I say this all the time. I had to come to middle of nowhere, Ohio. I'm in a discubital <laughs> at Nacerilla. I'm dissing your town while you're not here. Uh, <laughs> he hates her. I do that, but I had to come here from beautiful, sunny, seventy degrees, San Diego, California. I had to come to. Middle of nowhere, Drugville, to <laughs> hey. learn Catholic. Okay, okay. I like this place. I'm living here. I came back. But I had to come here in order to get Catholic community mm-hmm. and Catholic. Um, and I'm not saying I could have. There's not Catholic communities elsewhere. You should have gone to TAC. If you hate it. If you, if you think it's such <laughs> no, a drug okay. land, you know, the no, air is polluted, I'm go to TAC. You know what? Get out of Ohio. <laughs> now we're going to have someone on uh, Facebook for <laughs> You guys dissed Steubenville. Now Look, you got to have- I came back here, all right? I did come back here and I'm living here now. Nick Larkins actually is the one who got me yeah. back here. He's 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 living here. But uh, I'm getting the point out stands. <laughs> I had to. Uh, that just shows you the state of the church we're in. That mm-hmm. I think there's going to be. Maybe that should be the move. Is more type, and I would classify Steubenville as kind of that Benedict option mm-hmm. setting of. Uh, I mean, your your dad decided to move. He's not originally from. No, from, not at all. He's from no, the well, west, he, right? Uh, no, he's actually. Well, he's been all over the place. He's been he, all over. I've I've heard a little of his backstory. Oh yeah, yeah. He lived in California for a while, but um, he was born and raised in Maryland, right outside of DC. Okay. No, he was born in DC, raised in Maryland. I mean, like the vast majority of the professors here are not. No, from no, the area. not at all. And Actually, they've I, decided to make Steubenville their home. Yeah, so well, pretty amazing people. Yeah, you know, the only person I can think of off the top of my head, literally the only person who 
was from here is Dr. Harris in the nursing department. Everybody else mm. from outside. Dr. Hans, I think Pittsburgh area. Well, yeah, but that's not stupid. I don't know. Yeah, not stupid. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> not Drugville. So. <laughs> I got him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, and I've decided to come here from, mm. from San Diego. Yeah. Paul has my brother. Uh, so is this the Benedict option then? Are we living the Benedict option in Studentville? Well, it's certainly attracting a lot of Catholics. Like you'll have Catholics every year, new Catholic family moved on to Bellevue Boulevard, you know? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? In this neighborhood, everywhere. Like you're definitely, it's it's an attraction of good people coming together. I don't know. And I actually think, I don't know, I'm kind of warming up to this Benedict Austin <laughs> thing now. I know. It, it, it gets at you because it's, stu- okay, so we had, um, I don't know if you know Jacob Imam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you've yeah. met him talking. He's to yeah. He's house. great. Oh, he's awesome. Oh my gosh. One of the best podcasts we've ever had with him. Uh, he's now in Oxford again. I'm super sad about that. I wish yeah. he was still here, mm-hmm. but he, dude, he talked up Steubenville a lot, yeah. you know, and, and he gave up what he was doing. I mean, he was working, working in venture capital list firm and all this mm-hmm. type of stuff and said, no, yeah, I'm giving up all that and going to Steubenville, Ohio. And he picked up, bought a house, moved his family out here. And you're like, Put up for the, most people, yeah. that's totally unintelligible. Like, why would you go to here? Actually, you know? yeah, yeah. And I asked Dr. Jones this yesterday, Dr. Andrew Jones. Yeah. I don't even know him. Mm-hmm. He was on the podcast yesterday and he was like, uh, yeah, no, like he was saying like, yeah, I think there's some type of real Catholic, like renewal revolution, civilization, like it being instantiated here in Steubenville. It's just weird. It's an interesting thing. It's a really interesting place. And it's not like a bunch of dummies coming here. No, yeah. Like these are really- Oxford, Stanford, like- Like successful yeah. people. Who are saying no? We're we're coming here, mm-hmm. and I think just by doing that, like the people who know them, who said no, they're sacrificing it all to come here. Yeah, I think that's super impactful. Yeah, even more. I would I would say even more, and this even more than staying where they are and trying to like be the good homeschool family in San Diego or something like that, or the um maybe the one group you know in their parish who actually like has lots of kids and that type of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. So I think it's fantastic. I think it's just Steubenville is an exceptional place. Like you're not going to, you're not going to find it anywhere else because it's not anywhere else. But, um, so Steubenville is an, a fantastic exception. Maybe it's the Benedict option a little bit. People get a culture shock when they come here. They're like, oh my gosh, there's so many families in the churches. It's not just boomers in a old man in a dress up on this stage, you know? No, <laughs> yeah. they're like, wow, you guys actually care. You, There's a lot of you, like what's going on? So it is, it, it is like a very good thing, but can you just, can you just do that? Are you just going to be able, are you going to make it so that, they all move to one area and you go out and you're not going to have a parish with at least one good family or a yeah. school with, with one good family where your other family. Yeah. That's act, the question. You know? Are you like abandoning your parish, or your local area? That's my thing. I just feel guilty. I feel like it's an abandonment. It's of not only just like the other Catholics, but the pagans. But like abandoning. Yeah. Your duty to your local area to make it Catholic again in mm-hmm. some way. Maybe that takes the form of uh, eventually moving back to your local area and uh, starting your own Benedict Option community yeah, there, I suppose. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, and I mean, and we're not denigrating. There's tons of places that do have that, that real Catholic community. I know Josh has talked about Cincinnati a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Ave kind of has that oh, around yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, TAC area, Santa mm-hmm. Paula. But it's like... Uh, it, <laughs> It's like uh, like Jesus' sayings in, in uh, the destruction of Jerusalem. Like when you see uh, the 
the armies outside the gates flee to the mountains, you know, and like get out of the city. I think yeah. a lot of people are, are seeing more and more like, no, we got to kind of get out of the mainstream stuff and, and move on. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Because you're not always going to have somebody like, especially if you're just, it's just your family surrounded by everyone. You don't really always have someone to turn to. Mm-hmm. And it, when you're in a culture with everybody, you're bouncing ideas off each other. You're really f- forming and developing it. So I'm definitely warming up to this. I Here's yeah. the big thing too for me when I when I came here is like I felt comfortable in a, not in a negative sense. And, and there's, there's, there can be too much comfortability like, oh, I'm too comfortable mm-hmm. and, and uh, I'm not tested or, or whatever else. But I felt comfortable being a Catholic for like the first time in a yeah. real genuine sense. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to, a friend about this the other day about, uh, uh, no, no, it was actually Gabe. So Gabe's a freshman here, yeah. my younger brother. And somebody came up to him and was just telling him about a devotion. And, uh, this is at the, an associates event. And, uh, and afterwards he's like, I can't believe this is just so normal. You know, like <laughs> you could just talk about saints yeah. devotions yeah. with random people and like, yeah. uh, go to mass and everyone's engaged in the mass. Right. It's I, as much as I like to think I'm a, you know, a, a tower of, impeccable faith Mm -hmm. it's like no i need those real social like physical oh you're a catholic i'm a catholic we're the same age we're like that is irreplaceable for me and for not only for my formation but for my ongoing catholic faith Mm -hmm. yeah no that's a really good thing definitely it's it's a culture shock to a lot of people who come here like i'll be working and actually i've met a ton of freshmen they're like wow i just love this like in my hometown you have one other family that's Catholic. Sometimes, sometimes hang out with them, but here it's just all these people your age. You feel comfortable. You have this you kind of actually grow in your relationship with Christ a little bit, like because you're not always trying to hide it, and you don't need to hide it, and you just feel so good. You've grown up here, right? In Scoobin? I have yes, your whole life. Indeed. Yeah. Well, um, I was born in West Virginia. I don't know oh, if that counts. Really? Mm. I, yeah. Nice. But then you moved here, grew up here. Yes. Yeah. How old were you when you moved here then? Um, no, I was one. So. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I was, so, yeah, bo- yeah. well, like basically when I was born. Mm. So, yeah. So on your passport, it will say born in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Do you have a passport? I don't have a passport. Oh, okay. I don't cool. know how that works. <laughs> once, once Austria semester comes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, born in West Virginia. Lived here. Mountain You've Mama. been in the bubble your whole life. OMG. OMG. Uh, in the Steubenville bubble. In the Steubenville, oh, hmm. Yes, but- the, Or the greenhouse, maybe, as other people <sighs> like to, to put it. I guess you could say that. I mean, you can kind of say that. So the way it's gone is basically, ever since I was little, we always hang out with the Franciscan families, you know? The, right. um, like, I don't know, the Hans live on our street, the Bergsmas. Always, yeah, you guys are right across from the Hans, right? <laughs> yeah, we are across, we're really yeah. close. Um. So you you always have that, but you also always have the inner, like the middle of the neighborhood kids that you hang out with too. Mm. So, I mean, I am in the bubble, but I've also had that outside experience, Right. but I, I guess you could say, yes, I've been in the bubble for a long time. In high school, I kind of came out of the bubble a little bit when I was doing sports in a class and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is different. And and then you also do club sports with all the kids who go to public school here. You do that. Right. Yeah. But I have. You've been in the bubble, uh, but also exposed to, you know, public school or whatever. I, I don't know. How is, uh, how's the local 
Steubenville High School. The little local yokels. Oh, the... Mm. I don't you know, even know what, it, okay, what let, do they call it. I, I, just Steubenville High School or something? Big Red. Oh, it's just Big Red? Big Red. Okay. Steubenville School <laughs> This is system. how little I know about Steubenville. Uh, and you're dissing on it. You just can't, you can't diss yeah, without oh. experience, man. Yeah. Um, well, that's what we do is just diss on things you don't know about. <laughs> and then great. have somebody comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. I got to be really careful about what I say because, I mean, I don't think any locals are listening to your podcast, but- What? Oh my gosh, close the window. No. Yeah, um, the curriculum is trash. It's absolutely horrible, as we've discussed a little bit earlier when somebody didn't know that Egypt was a functioning country. <laughs> um, so that's terrible. A uh, functioning country, I think I can make an argument. It's not very functioning either, but. <laughs> well, okay, uh, yeah. But no, yeah, no. that it has civilization there and it's not just pyramids. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But So, no, the curriculum's horrible. Um, they have. Have you ever heard the term Steubenville proud? No. Oh, this is interesting. Could go on for this. So they're very. Wait a second. Is this kind of like I was born here? I'm not one of the Franny students or something like that. Yes, a little no. bit, a little bit. Yeah, they're I didn't know they had that. I hate that stuff so much. <laughs> they had that in Colorado because there's so many Californians who moved to Colorado. They're like, you'll see bumper stickers like "I was born here" and have like a Colorado thing next to it. Yeah, that type of stuff is the mm. funniest stuff. To it's me. kind of funny. I mean. You can't hate on them too much, though. I mean, I don't know. They're all so they're all they're all cousins, or what? or like they all are share the same grandpa, and their grandpas are cousins. So no, they're really all related. I'm serious. No, I believe that Ohio's like that. Man. People uh, have lived here in the same place for ages. No, they have. They just That's they have crazy. roots here, and a lot of them are in the mafia and stuff. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I, this is all news to me. Really? Okay. You're, a lot of them, you're right in the hood. Cousins. You're right in the hood and you don't know this, Alex. No, I don't. I just, I go to the hill and I come back and that's my, mm. that's my life. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. But it's, it's actually a really close knit community. There's a lot of support and some franny hating going on. Oh, I believe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got this like high class intellectuals professor group mm-hmm. who's all super Catholic. And then you got these kids coming from all over the country that are fairly well off. Mm-hmm. And then you got student bill. Right. And like the people who live here. Oh yeah. And we don't really interact with, I'll say my, I spent four years barely knew anyone from student bill. Yeah. That's not a professor or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> my defense. I didn't really feel any impetus to. <laughs> but uh, nobody can I probably me. should feel an impetus to, but I, um, I mean, not I necessarily. I mean, okay. Not necessarily. What do you mean by that? Um, why do you need... I mean, you don't necessarily need to I guess I get involved. Yeah. Not really. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a cousin, so I guess... You're I not a cousin, I so you won't in. fit in. No, you wouldn't. Um, and also, like, what would we talk about? I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's good in certain ways. There's a lot of crime going on. But they're... So, do you know about the Harmonium Project? Yeah, I've all heard that? A bit yeah, about it. Yeah. So, they're, like, trying to build up the community and get the Frannies connected with this, the townies. How much do the people of the town want that, though? Because last, like, you go to First Fridays or whatever, it's all Franciscan students. I rarely see somebody from the local area. Okay. I think you just don't notice because I see- or Maybe I don't notice. I know, yeah, no, I noticed a ton of people from the from oh, the public great, schools and stuff. Yeah. I mean, a little less this year on all parts because of COVID and stuff. But um, even, no, yeah, last year there was a bunch of kids from my sports teams. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then- Franny kids too, you know, 
I I know there's some like super strong resistance. Somebody went up and they shot <laughs> with an AR. Did you know this over the summer? What they shot with an AR. They saw shot one of the um, <laughs> Franciscan signs uh, out of a super eight. A hotel room and they got arrested. It was a whole long thing. They just hate Franciscan so much. Some of them, I don't really understand it because this is really helps. The university is what draws people here, what supports the local businesses. So I don't understand that. So there is some hate, but I can't say that's for everyone. Like a lot of people, I'll be like, they'll say, Oh, hi, how's it going? Like, where are you from? I'm like, Oh, here. And like, Oh, where does your dad work? And I'm like, At the university. They, they don't really have a problem with that. It's just not all of them, not all of their dads teach at the university they're just like oh okay Hmm. you're there i'm not this is really interesting for me because i see i don't i didn't grow up here i didn't Mm -hmm. i just have done the university thing and i've always noticed there's not like i i would always diss student bill and i still do on air but uh but i i totally get how there'd be a lot of a big divide i don't i actually don't understand it because i've i've really been in both circles and I get along so well with actually with a lot of townies. I get along well with a lot of them. There's always this, um, maybe this is just a kind of perennial thing about, let's say country. I wouldn't really call this country, but like small town America or whatever else. Um, especially these old steel towns, mm-hmm. uh, like you take Cleveland or something like that. They're very, uh, please stop me if I'm stereotyping, but, um, the people who wanted to leave have left. No, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and the they people have. who've stayed are trying to convince themselves that them staying was the right thing to do. Yes. And there's always kind of a generational thing of like the, the people who are older, who saw all their friends leave and move on are kind of resentful of the fact that they didn't leave or they think there was a better that they left here. And they're, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing they stayed or anything like mm. that, but they had, they had to kind of convince themselves this was the right decision and what all their you know, buddies did in the the sixties or seventies mm-hmm. or eighties, these older people, what they did is they, they abandoned our town. Yeah. They abandoned our town yeah. and Actually, all these other people are, you know, they're, they're off there making millions of dollars in California mm-hmm. or something. They screw them. We, we're here in Steubenville. Mm-hmm. We represent Steubenville. I haven't thought of that actually. No, no, but that's definitely, I think that's what's going on. And then you add on top of that, Franciscan has, goes from like the college of Steubenville and like a local college, whatever, and it's run by Catholics mm-hmm. to Franciscan <laughs> renewal and like expands. And then you have all these conferences. You have and these the superstar professors coming from all over the places. Fancy signs. It's up on a hill. They never, all these, you know, rich white kids from California and Florida <laughs> and New York and all these other people just show up at the university. I can see how that's a recipe for a lot of animosity towards those, you know, wealthy uh, uppity Catholic think they're all faithful kids up on the hill. Mm-hmm. I can see that oh. every day. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Here's the well. Th- it's just I know both of them, so I should. I kind of want to be like, guys, you don't have to feel that way about it. And I think it's people are kind of coming around to it because my parents said back when they went to school here, like, oh, it was so bad. Really? Like you literally couldn't go anywhere off campus without feeling very anxious and like because of crime. staying on guard because of crime and also be- because of the huge divide. But I think it's gotten better through like campus ministry, like ministry, ministry, mission trips to mm. downtown and stuff. Even like they kind of see, Oh, they're trying to get involved, you know? Right. That's good. I'm glad to hear it's, it's, it's on the, hopefully on the, on the up. 
I can still see how it's they're part of the Benedict option, you know? Yeah, perhaps rippling out. Um, and I think having, yeah, like the harmonium project, I think a lot of other professors are, are really trying to get, get plugged in more mm-hmm. with the community and their neighbors and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I definitely see that as a, a benefit. It, that's going to be a real challenge moving forward because if we have people like Jacob E. Mom and Dr. Dr. Jones and other, and, and, you know, professors who've been here for a long time, Han, and mm-hmm. if they're really trying to, we, we have to be very, we have to make very sure that we're not making our own town. And then there's the other town and we're yeah, living in a right. very similar area. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Cause that, that was, can be a really dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. This was going on for a while. Like people just, you had campus, you had the town and the two didn't mix. But it's coming around and it's definitely a problem. You just can't have the two separate things. Like totally. you said, yeah. That can't persist. And that, and that requires a, you know, a willingness of Franciscan professors and students to, you know, <laughs> I'm going to use a very stoop down to the Steubenville level. You know, I mean, there is a kind of, um, it comes with a kind of intellectual humility of like, yeah, I'm not going to have some profound Catholic conversation with this person or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to, we're going to, radically disagree which is something that you don't get at franciscan yeah you don't meet mm-hmm. somebody and radically right. disagree with them. well well i mean you may some you may. of them yeah okay the, and those are the people that exist on facebook and that's why i'm <laughs> off of facebook off of phrase chat that whole mess but i've never i never was on it it takes a real challenge to yeah to engage with people who may radically disagree with you it does. may really and, and may have some animosity towards the university yeah. like those freaking uppity franny students who mm-hmm. whatever yeah um that that takes real effort, and that effort has to be made if we're going to make Steubenville a more you know, uh, Franny and everyone who lives there and everything that's going on is we're we're more a part of what what it means to you know be living here in Steubenville. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I talk up, you know, I, I've you're saying this and I, yet you don't know anybody. <laughs> totally, and I, yeah. I will admit my mea culpa in the. The, the grandest of ways because I uh so have you traveled west coast at all no yeah yeah nope. okay go to go to southern california and you'll you'll see my uh let's say my uh the the reason behind I'm like yeah that's where it's at you know in Steubenville but I've okay I've given up SoCal for the time being and I'm back here okay. and I'm seriously contemplating of like really making Steubenville a home for another few years or something like yeah. that so uh but I will admit my hesitancy because I'm utterly lazy. This is something that people will learn about me. I am extremely lazy and I don't want to have to have those really like engage with oh, you know, yeah. Steubenville. Ooh, Steubenville people or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Huh. It's just because I'm lazy about that. They're really welcoming. They yeah, are no, they're I, so welcoming. I I say that. Yeah, I'm super. I'm super pro Steubenville people. Okay. So. One of your neighbors. Have you met Golden? No. She, she lives really close to you. She's, really? she's towny. I'm pretty good friends with her. She worked conferences, even though she went to Big Red. She worked for any conferences. You know, you don't even know your neighbors, man. Yeah, I know. I need to. <laughs> I need to. That, once again, I, I admit my laziness mm. and my mea culpa that I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> from, yeah. I'm from Cali. I know what oh, oh, real culture is. You're woke, I hate that. I hate that snobby stuff. And yet I do it at the same time. Well, it's, it's really bad. You got to find the balance. You got to find the balance between be, being proud of being from California and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I need a, I need that balance. I have a, qu- okay, I have a question. Originally, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Cause I was going to go off on a rant. You go first. I'm originally from Tennessee actually. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, How long? 
until I was 13 and then we moved oh, to California. Okay. So Oh, so you're not a true Californian. No, and if you if you can catch up my on my semi accent, I have a very weird accent. Cuz I used to I used to be totally oh, Tennessee really? and I was from Memphis, Tennessee. My name was Alex Tennessee, <laughs> and my family was some of the best people you'll ever meet and and I just love pork shoulder and I got I got ribs downstairs right now actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was super cringe. But that's how I talked when I first came to California. No and I was country bill and everyone uh, in my class was like, who the hell is this guy? And I remember uh, <laughs> it was during like August and it was really hot. And we had like this wasp nest outside of the one of we were in the outside, uh, like what are they called? Bungalows or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Classrooms. All these wasps, wasps started coming in and they're like. Uh, and I, I came, got, got my shoe and was like swatting them. And it was like country bill in the back. Like, <laughs> They're all kind of like laughing. I was like, I got him. I got him. Like it was, it was bad. So I had to change my accent radically over the next, from sophomore year to senior year. I went from country it- bill to like, whatever the hell my accent is now. I, I don't, don't know, know what it is, man. Wait, but was it, was it a conscious effort to change? I think so. so the was first conscious pressure? thing was y'all. Uh, y'all had to be eradicated. And what? I don't say, my mom still says y'all. I say y'all. Yeah. What no. is it with Catholic, like, what is it with stupid, like, Franciscan bringing y'all into stuff? Like, you'll have all these, like. Okay, one of my professors, what is my that? Latin professor said y- uses y'all. Harwood? Harwood. Where's Can you believe from? that? I have no idea. No, but he's not from a southern part of okay. the U.S. He's just like, he just uses it because he's like, well, it's convenient. It's not necessarily grammatically It's you incorrect. all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's. <laughs> the I, Franny y'all. But right when you say it, it's instantly pops into their people's, like, they don't hear y'all unless you're in the South. What they hear is like, that's weird. Why, why is he using y'all? So that's why I don't use it. Right. Because then people are like, is he from the South? Is no, it's he- actually OK. Well, I feel like it's unintentional. So I I have kind of made an effort not to do it a tiny bit. But because my mom gets mad about that for some reason. Gets mad about y'all? About y'all and ain't. And, oh, and I haven't I haven't yeah. used yins, but that's the thing around here. Yins. What? What yins. is that? It's like y'all, but like even more slang than y'all. That is bullshit. No. I've never heard no, that. No, okay. Yins? I'm not saying bullshit there. I'm saying people <laughs> using yins is probably thinking it's some southern term, but it's definitely not. No, I've it's- I've never heard that. I feel like it's a Midwest. Midwest. Okay. Steel belt thing. It's the bastardization of actual southern <laughs> accents. You get weird stuff. Yeah. Where people string sentences oh. together with like seemingly southern sayings, but no one would ever say no. that in the south. It was so weird. And the accents are so weird. I just trying to understand it. So I was I was on a flight today and then you have you have radio communications with the ground and this guy had such a Pittsburgh accent. I was like, what is this? I don't <laughs> what is this? I'm just trying to have a radio communication. It was so funny. What's the Pittsburgh accent? I, I've heard a little bit, but Pittsburgh accent. Yeah, we love the Steelers. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm butchering that. I'm butchering yeah. that, but it's that. And yeah. it's y'all. It's really the lazy mouth. It's kind of like a, south, a Southern thing. Midwest, Southern. Learning Just, all the horrible. American accents would be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. We're really going off. We're off tangent. topic, but it's a good off topic. It was, I, okay. uh, because I, it's just connected to Steubenville. Because it is. Mm-hmm. As much as homeschooling great, but I... Steubenville, especially, I want to, I'm trying to get plugged in more. I'm trying okay. to know more. I'm trying to whatever. And, um, I don't, I don't know. Like it's the fact that that guy decided to shoot with his AR 15, the Franciscan sign. It's not and the first thing. Up, yeah. It's not the first thing. This was happened. last summer. No, it was this summer. It was this, this summer. summer out of the super, out of a window Why? of a super what? eight, out of the window of the super eight. 
Wh- which Saint Joseph Hill you? on the Saint Joseph Hill. You know how I yeah. don't know what sign. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know the super eight over there. Yeah, there's what still, sign did there was shoot? a sign. I don't know if they removed it or they just fixed it, but there was a sign, and he just he has such a hate for Steubenville that he decided that he's going to ruin some of their property, so he like did that. Interestingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, he shot it with an AR. He that, did. Me, <laughs> he what got was he trying up? to accomplish? By okay, that? so just he's he's made a point or something. Kind of. He's there's just kind of cult, and they absolutely hate Steubenville. But okay, I can't go on this. There's a cult that hate wait. that hate, no, sorry, not hate Steubenville. Sorry, hates Franciscan. Right. I can't say too much about this because I I live in the hood. You know, we live in the hood. And I'm gonna get tracked down for this podcast. But no, they have. It's like what what we're saying, like just this hate for these good people as really like the devil kind of like instilling this like sincere like it's like the mafia you were talking about kind of the mafia but it's not even the mafia the mafia just kind of ignores the frannies like it's these people whose goal right now they're like in their 50s or their 60s and they just hate Steubenville they is hate it the university thing like we're born here and that type of stuff or yeah and they think that Franciscan is going to take over and do something bad. It's like, no, this is very economically beneficial to your town, to your town. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, that's so weird, but that sounds like Ohio. <laughs> so I know it is. You know, yeah. I don't know. I've been, so I, I've been around Columbus a little bit mm-hmm. and I went out like country Columbus. Hmm. And oh yeah. Yeah. And man, I mean, it was like, those people have been there since like freaking, I don't know, when they brought them over on the boat to New York and they came to Columbus and it was like, that was <laughs> yeah. it, you know? And they've been there and their kids have been there and yeah. their kids' kids have been there and there is no expectation for any of them to leave oh, yeah. anywhere, mm-hmm. man. They're they're there mm-hmm. and they ain't moving. No, I know. It's crazy. Like you'd have to forcibly remove them from their lands for them to move. And there's this impetus and there's, this is... um. Yeah, I've seen this in uh, in different cultures, uh, even in like in Europe and in Japan and other places that I've kind of studied a little bit of this whole movement towards cities and like city life. And there's this weird thing that happens with the countryside where all the money is being concentrated in New York. It's being concentrated in D.C. It's being concentrated in Los Angeles. It's being concentrated in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And that's where stuff seems to be happening. Mm-hmm. And the countryside grows this kind of like eerie resentment. Yeah. And it's an eerie resentment and the, uh, the older generation seem to, let's say, solidify that. They're the, the ones who are mostly, let's say, the resentful. I, I, this is a generalization. I'm not trying no, to, no, I'm no, not no, trying no. to yeah, yeah. I know in this situation, yeah. but it seems like that older generation who didn't make that switch to the city is trying to continually make sure their kids don't feel that same impetus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of what's going on here. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I I know what you mean. Like, and notice how like uh, this word I can't say because I'm from the south, but it's H O R R O R. I always say it wrong. Horror. Horror. That's Hor- a hard word to say for a southerner. Okay. Horror. Yes, because I end up saying horror instead of horror. <laughs> oh shoot, was that horror? You kind of oh. So I never realized that. Shakes- I was reading Shakespeare, and okay. this is Macbeth, and uh, in senior year of high school, and I had the line, you know, like where you like read with the, you know everyone reads a line or something. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Lady Macbeth comes in and is like, says horror, 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 which is really hard for me to say. I said horror, 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 like that. Whole class died laughing. I legit had no idea why they were laughing. I was sitting there thinking, what are they laughing about? And my and I didn't realize until after the class. 
And anyway, so, but notice oh. how all those like movies, like horror movies horror, yeah. are all set in like country areas. Oh, and there's yeah. this weird vibe going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not set in some city. Well, most of the time, not. Yeah. But like those, those make for like a creepy, creepy atmosphere. Cause it's like, there's like a, there's a deep setted resentment sometimes that can happen in the countryside mm-hmm. of people who are just furious that the city's stealing all their money, mm-hmm. has all their, their resources. It's controlling the country. And, um, that resentment can take forms of shooting a Steubenville sign, right? A, a Franciscan sign mm-hmm. rather. Yeah. Cause we're like representatives of, you know, the wealth and the prestige yeah. and the and people coming from the cities. If you really want to know Steubenville, you should go to like a city council meeting or like something like that. It gets crazy there. Like sometimes they'll, uh, Oh man, I don't know what I can say. I feel like my dad's going to be like, Faith, you shouldn't have said that. That's something we talk about at home. There's resentment and there's sometimes the city makes things hard for the university legally and like expanding and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Because there's that that feeling among the city council and stuff. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense. Uh Oh, I have a question. I love being here, by the way. Oh. I just want to just want to put that out there. But gotten used to this morning smog. Yeah, no, that was definitely a that was a hurdle. That was a hurdle. <laughs> uh, but got through that. People are always like, oh gosh, it smells bad. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I seriously don't. I've never ever ex- like smelled anything bad. Or like mm. when people are like it's a smog, I'm like, wait, really? Wait, what? Sorry. It's part of growing up in it. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, so um, here's my question. Please. What? How am I classified, Steubenville-wise? You're a weird conglomerate of both Steubenville <laughs> and dads at Franciscan, so you got the, you know, you're supporting the the evil emperors of Steubenville. I don't mm. know. I, I just... What if Franny... So, did you know a lot of townies when you first came here? For Franciscan. Townies, what do you mean? Well, that's what the, the Fran- townie Frannies, the kids who grow up here and then they go to school here. Oh, okay. Did you know a lot of... So I met Nash pretty early on. Okay. I knew David Willie, who I was partly here. He's uh, he's not a townie. Yeah, he's not a townie. Okay. Nash is. Nash uh, Alex is. Alex McKenna is Alex not. McKenna. No. Wait, he, no. He, he hasn't lived here long enough. His family's from Pittsburgh originally? Are they Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think they're Pittsburgh. I, think so. but I don't think... Mm, does that count? I don't know. Okay, fine. There's not many. Are there many townies? I mean, there's there's a number of them, but oh, there's I mean, townies. David Hahn. There's townies. There's the Youngs. There's the you know the um, Newtons. The Newtons. Newtons kind of, yeah. But uh, I mean, all of David them didn't. Hahn, like the like, dads didn't grow up here. Right, the kids. No. Some of them did. Well, the Harrises. The Harrises' dad grew up here, and then they're all going here. Okay. So when? Okay, but like, what what did you think when you first came here, and you're like, wait, you grew up here, and now you're going to this college? Was it kind of? Was it just? Um. Well, I just, well, you guys get free tuition, which is nice. Sure. <laughs> I'm not jealous of that or anything. Um, oh, yeah. No, no, for sure. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trolling. But, um, well, all I knew was David Hahn, Nash. Who else? Did I know any? So not many. Most of the people I knew mm. were from other places. Mm. And most of them were from suburbia or cities yeah. that are not Ohio or not whatever. I did notice, um, I mean, Kellen's from Northern California, mm-hmm. not from a uh, Steubenville setting. Uh, most of my friends, let me see. Um, yeah, so I didn't know many townies. Mm, yeah. 
do we have this? Okay. Because my flight instructor today, he's from SoCal and he had just that California vibe. It's like, I know. Dude, like, it's I walked be in. Great. We're going to have a great time no, today. Yes. It's gonna be so fun. <laughs> yes. So we're going to go up to 13,000 feet and then we're going to just kind of dip down just a bit. It's going to be great. You're going to be great. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. You know? I don't know. I'm just no, that was up. exactly what he was like. And hey, you're he doing just, great. Just keep it going. All right, you're, you're doing awesome. Oh uh, yeah. No, that's exactly <laughs> what he was like. Man, you you got you. Did you I nail it. it. You oh, did good. nail it. No, yeah, I walked in. And I was like, you're not from here, man. And I was like, you're from California, aren't you? And he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. We fly all the time. It's super fun. You know, we even flew close to the mountains, and we're getting way up there. Anyways, yeah. that's my that's my best Cali no, impression yeah. I can do. He was like so laid back. He was my like. I have that's my how, that's how people are, man. I appreciated it because it's Good. so stressful, like being up in the plane <laughs> and stuff. And he was just so laid back, and he's like, "All right, you got this. Okay, let's just try this again. Like, this is what you're doing. This is what you gotta do. Like, I, I can't I can't imitate him, but <laughs> this is what you're doing. You just gotta just keep it going. You know. He didn't yell at me. I've had a lot of people yell at me. I am, yeah, I'm very interested in Ohio. It's not just a flyover state for me, all right? <laughs> I don't just go to New York and fly back to California and whatever else. Mm. Um, yeah, but do, okay, wait, but do Steuben Villians have a vibe? Is there a vibe? A vibe. Okay, I know Franciscan people. Uh, is there a vibe to Nash or David Hahn that's different? Um, I mean, they know the town better than me. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I don't know the town at all. Yeah. Like, I just heard, like, if you go in, like, the middle of, like, Ridge or Oregon, it's Hood area or oh, something. Yeah, no. And I'm like, I didn't know that. Um, so, no, it didn't seem like they were different. They seem much more like Fran- okay. Franciscan. Um, I don't know. I have, like, neighbors who are always on their porch all the time, which is pretty <laughs> cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> when I go to Walmart and I kind of view people, I'm like, yeah, no, this is what I, you know, this is like, <laughs> this is like from Super Size Me or something. <laughs> Like I've seen these people before. Uh, my general view of Ohio is definitely very stereotypical. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. No, it is. I have other. I have tons of other friends from Ohio that are probably cringing at this uh, really hard. But I don't know. Is there a Steubenville vibe? I can't really say. Okay. I know there's a Franciscan vibe, and I can tell when somebody's from Franciscan is a Franny. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about Steubenville vibe. Is there mm-hmm. something different about that? I don't think. I'm just asking, like from an outsider's perspective. Okay. There definitely okay. was a culture shock when yeah. I came here. It's not California. Yeah. It's definitely Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that whole thing about you said like everyone's cousins. That uh, where I lived in Carville, Tennessee, there was a lot of that similar type of like everyone knows everybody. Your parents went to the school mm-hmm. with you know their yeah. parents. Like you got five cousins who are in your high school. You got another 10 cousins who are at that other school and stuff. We moved out of that and moved to California and left Mm -hmm. basically our whole family back in in Memphis and Northern Mississippi. So, and we were looking up like the Denley family has been in Northern Mississippi since literally like, uh, since one Denley moved from North Carolina, got married in Nashville and then got land in the middle of nowhere, Mississippi in like the mid 1800s. Oh, wow. So like they'd been there for ages. Wow. Yeah. And all the Denleys are there. There's like a Denley cemetery somewhere, like where all the Denleys. And we were just like, I do, my dad literally said like, I don't want to live here my whole life oh, and let's hmm. get out. And so we moved out and, hmm. and it was awesome for us. And we love it now in California and yep. stuff, but man, the hate that we got from our family moving oh, out yeah. of, of that. 
it's so funny here because it's like reverse. Like you have people who were like living in like California or nice places or mm-hmm. whatever, Washington, where mm-hmm. Dr. Jones is from. Yeah. Also, uh, Jacob Imam, who said, no, we're coming here. And for a good reason, yeah. that's called Franciscan. Mm-hmm. And that reason is not Steubenville. Yeah. If Franciscan didn't exist here, these people would not be here. That's true. And I think that's another no, reason that's why true, people yeah. have resentment against the people who are coming here is like, you don't actually care about us and our community. You're here for Franciscan. Mm-hmm. And we know however much you're like, oh, we like you, Steubenville. If Franciscan wasn't here, you wouldn't be here. That's true. Yeah, that's and true. And they're right. Yeah, that's true. My dad's from um, that DC area and my mom's from New York. And my dad was teaching out. I don't know if he was like an adjunct professor. I forget exactly what it was. After they got married, because he was he lived all over the place, um, but he had a job out in like that DC area, and then he had a lot of job openings. Because when you're a new professor, you get like a lot of job offers. It's like Franciscan. Oh wait, I'm going there. Like, yeah. And he came here. He came and he's here. made a home here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that he said like is a lot different. Um, the drivers are nicer. They're a little bit crazy, but they're nicer. And you just have this more like wel- welcoming attitude, especially because that could be your cousin in the other car. You don't know. You're like, and, and the old ladies are so nice. And I've noticed when you go to Virginia and you go to the more like left wing areas, like they're a little more cold. Hmm. That's just what I've gathered, you know. Go to West Virginia. Yeah, go to, yeah, you go to Cali or whatever. People are not as nice as they are here. Mm-mm. That's for sure. <laughs> Man, we went off on homeschooling, but then we went right <laughs> the on to under, under the Benedict Option student bill. Um, yeah, I, I'm i I'm interested to see what happens with a student bill from here. Um, it's been a real question in my mind what this, uh, what Franciscan and what the local community is going to do, but I'm hopeful. It's mm-hmm. looking like we could make a real Catholic civilization here yeah. and start it here. Oh, yeah. Even if they're shooting AR-15s at our science. <laughs> That's just a few people. It's just a few of them. A, a few. Oh, Only geez. a few. Well, I wear my bulletproof vest while I go to downtown. Oh. <laughs> no, you can't have that attitude. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Any uh, any closing thoughts as we um, kind of wrap up? Man, we went way off from homeschooling. We did, but I, I'm glad we did because this is, yeah, I think it's intimately related because <laughs> yeah. people are trying to figure out like, should I move to Steubenville and start right. my family here? And yeah. Don't send them to Big Red. <laughs> don't send them don't, to Big Red. Don't send them to Big Red. I mean, you have some people who work for the university who send their kids to big grad. A lot of them send their kids to central or they're homeschooled, but probably homeschooled because you'll be really supported here. Yeah. Yeah. You will be really supported yeah. here. You really will. The families are great. People are great. And as much as we did Steubenville, I chose to live here and that, and many other people have chosen to live here. And I, you know, I, I think we're all, we all understand that we have a responsibility for making ourselves worth welcoming to mm-hmm. the town. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And not just being our own thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Seriously. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Really enjoyed it. Fantastic time. Hopefully we can have you back on and maybe Nate next time as well. Oh, yeah. We can uh, get his perspective as another Stuby, uh, Stuby <laughs> boy. Stuby native. Yeah. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. Kellen and Alex show. Uh, we have a podcast tomorrow night on Dating at Franciscan. Part two of the oh. Claudio podcast. Oh, man. His girlfriend's actually coming on, Maria. Oh, dear. And Kellen's girlfriend, Jocelyn, will also be on the podcast. It's going to be five of us talking about dating at Franciscan. I don't know how it's going to go. It's going to be wild. I've never had that many people on a podcast. And <laughs> you stereotype homeschoolers anymore. I will come back. <laughs> I will forcefully come, come to, to this. Haunt us. Yeah, I know. Totally. Uh, so that's going to be tomorrow. And then we have Dr. Dom and Dr. B on Tuesday talking about 
bread, baking bread and virtue oh. on Tuesday. So that's going to be really fun. That's going to wrap it up. Wrap it up for us. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Kellen and Alex show. Faith, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you And so much. we'll catch you guys later. Peace. If there's a Christian religion, then it's Catholicism or nothing. What politics actually is, art of people living together, orienting one another towards virtue. And the person was like, dude, flirting is the abortion of love. This is the most worthy, most exciting, most adventurous. Drop and, a nuke uh, on the Franciscan bubble. The Kellen and Alex Show. Theology. God could have stopped it. If he Permissive will. That's right. <laughs> I don't know why God would allow something like that to go through, but then again, God allows. God allows you to go to... on and on. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Truth. Okay. <laughs>